Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Sean T, and I'm here with no one other than the hubs of 10 years. Not again, you guys are saying. Oh, he's back. And I and we are going to enhance your ability to trust and believe in either your relationship, your marriage, or the relationship you have with yourself to create longevity. Get ready to trust and believe. <laughs> Somebody say, oh, yeah. This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Before we begin this incredible 10-year wedding anniversary episode, I want to talk to you guys about of Shanti Apparel, because this represents our 10 years together we rise. And while we've had the roller coaster of events in our marriage, I did create an apparel line that is all about wearing your motivation and helping you be true to who you are and accept who you are. And in this case, maybe you can buy a friend for your partner, a Together We Rise shirt, so you can wear it together and take a little photo, tag at Shanti Apparel, and you know where we post it. It'll be really fun. But I just anyway. love the bright colors. It's so cool. I know. People oh. got to taste the rainbow. Oh. And with that said, what's it like to have been in a gay marriage for <laughs> 10 years? Oh, my God. It's so gay, gay, gay. Like, all we do is talk about rainbows and, like, <laughs> nab our fingers and twirl around. That's all we did. Wag, bitch. And say, wag, bitch. It's very true. We, we do. That's all we do. Not um, do that. But. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> what's it like to be... Well, first and foremost, it doesn't, I don't know what 10 years is supposed to feel like, but it doesn't feel like 10 years or 12 years. It feels like maybe a couple years. It feels fresh. It feels amazing. It feels like the person I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with. It feels meant to be. So it's, it's amazing to be able to be uh, married to your best friend and your lover and your your lover. I'm married to my lover. <laughs> but it's just, I just love doing this and holding and squeezing and looking and talking. And, uh, you know, we just went on vacation for seven days in Mexico and we really got to have a lot of great conversations and reconnect. And it wasn't necessary, but it was, we look back, it was like, oh, wow, that was really amazing and grateful that we decided to go for so long. I know. I think that, and I'm going to cry. Cry. I am, but I'm just trying to like, I got to get the words out too. <laughs> you know, we had like this really incredible conversation this morning and like the conversation was really about like, 
I like crying, but this is like a little bit more emotional because you know, when you marry people or you see people get married and you're like, oh my gosh, like it's their wedding day. And like, when I married you, like, I loved you so much. And like this morning, I just remember being like, oh my gosh, like, like I just love you so much. And it's like, feels not odd because it doesn't feel odd. It just, it's like surprising. I think because for so long, you hear so many people like getting a divorce. Yeah. You know, you see, you hear so many people breaking up or, you know, you don't really learn about the ins and outs of people's relationships unless they're having issues or problems or struggles. And we've had those, but none to the point of like, it was going to like take us apart. And I think like during our conversations morning, I'm like, wow, like for the last 10 years, like there's never been a time that I wanted to like not be with you, you know? And it's just like mm. so wonderful. When you, whenever your your voice cracks, like my heart just aches because you know you're my bayballs, and it's it's first and foremost I have to address the fact that I've never felt like I've been loved like he loves me, and that is to to feel this authentic feeling of love is inspiring and motivational, and it's just um, having never felt loved as a kid because of who I was to be able to have someone share that with me is incredible. And it is exponentially back onto you because it's, I have never met anyone as amazing as you. And I talk about this. I say, there are days where I'm like, why the f would he even want to spend a minute with me? And the only way I get through that, and this isn't, we're not doing this because we want, oh, you guys are so great. And oh, you know, I'm authentically sharing that he's an amazing person. He's inspiring he's handsome i mean have you seen him in tights like <laughs> i have them on right now actually. incredible like he's got he's everything and i'm like why does he want to spend any time with me and i'm like well the, the only way i get through it is i'm like well i must be doing something right because he's still with me after 10 and 12 years 12 years for knowing each other and 12, 10 years being married and so i just gotta base myself and realize it's just be myself but I think the crazy thing is you said that for 10 years. Like, oh my gosh, I just have to be myself. Just be myself. And we had a conversation when we were on. I don't know why I'm so emotional. This is horrible. Oh my God, I'm so emotional. Oh, this is so be horrible. It. Oh, it's not horrible because I love go. being emotional. I'm just, Jessica Bowser Nelson is loving it's, this right um, She does. My friend Jessica loves when I cry. But I think that one of the things we talked about in when we were on vacation, I was trying to let you know that like, I really love you for you, you know? Oh, I think we were talking about, <laughs> well, why not starts on Friday? So this would be a topic yes. that we talk about. But um, I think we were talking about, you know, like kind of role playing and intimacy and whatever the case may be. And I just remember telling him like, you don't have to be anything other than yourself because I think a lot of people go through that. And I definitely went through that. Obviously, we went through that as a person who's gay and, you know, trying to fit into this box growing up and, you know, not being able to be who you are. I just remember when I was able to be who I am, I was just like, I really have no choice. And so I have, for the last 10 years, like loved you for you. Like literally, like you don't have to do anything. You are, I think people, have said when I post things on TikTok, they're like, oh, Scott's coming out of his shell. And I don't think it's you coming out of your shell. I think it's the way you've always wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but I tell you, you don't have to be anything other than yourself because 
you know, I think the fact that we are opposites is what, I mean, quite honestly, I'm glad you ain't like me. I'm a mess. Mess. I'm a mess wild. I have spent more time in my life trying to be something else than I have been my trying to be myself. And I, I will say that being myself has been the best parts of my life. So I'm like, why would I want to go back to, you know, trying to be something that I'm not, or, you know, all these things that, but because there's more of a time difference, like let's say 38 years of being myself, not being myself. And then only 12 years of being myself, like, this 38 years, there's a lot of habits that, that form over those years that, you know, while you're moving forward, you might take a step back and moving forward and take a step back. So I would say generally that growing up, I don't think that people, not a lot of people can say I've been myself from the beginning. You know, there's always a struggle, weight or face or body, you know, image, smartness, whatever that people struggle with. And it's disappointing but I would say that if there's any way that you can like hold on to that, because I mean, look at our kids, like they are just themselves. Like they just, I mean, having kids is such an eye opener because I look at our kids and I look at some people in society who are either sad or mad or angry or whatever. And I'm like, where does that, what happens? Like on the road of life, like how is it that they go from these innocent, loving four and a half year olds, almost five year olds to X? And I'm like, just a lot of shit that happens along the way that it's like, yikes. But I think that what happens is I always say like damaged people, damaged people, Ooh, you know, damaged people, damaged people. And so while our kids are most certainly going to need therapy when they get older, I think everyone does because we're all different humans trying to raise them. One of the things that we actually do is we allow them to truly be who they are. And so I actually celebrate the way we we were raising our kids because when I was growing up, I knew a distinct difference between black and white. And I knew, I knew what all these differences were. And I knew, I just knew what race was. And I knew obviously being gay and like hiding who I was and hiding my, my sexual abuse. And our children, we allow them, if they want to dress up, like whatever they want to dress up, if they want to, play something or when you know we read to them they ask us questions during the reading like yesterday i was reading to them they were like well what's that mean and what's this word mean and i actually thought i was like they probably are really retaining every definition of every word and i think that we are allowing them you know they've traveled they get on an airplane they meet all kinds of different people with us and they really see the world as people and we are i think we are paving a way for them to be free and to accept people who they are so I think that's one of the things what happens. But I want to go back to your point of, you know, you really came out at 38. I was actually telling our trainer, Kristen, today, you know, I was telling him how much I love you and stuff. And so she was like, um, I was like, you know, it's crazy. You can keep saying that. I was like, it's crazy because Scott didn't come out until he was 38. I mean, you had friends and you came out to your parents, but you didn't come out to the world. And I just thought about last week, how I'm celebrating, like I came out at 21 and now I've been out for more than half my life. Oh, that's so cool. I was celebrating being out for more than half my life because one of the first things that happens when you are gay and you, especially when we were younger and you meet other gay people, you're like, when did you come out? Because it is a, it's almost like your birthday 
in a way yeah. in the gay world. So you're like, when did you come out? And you hear everyone's stories and you hear how their parents either accepted them or rejected them or their friends or their loved ones or whomever. And I just remember from the time I was 21 till recently, because I didn't even I didn't even realize I passed the 21 mm-hmm. years of coming out. This is like, well, I haven't even been out for more than half my life, you know, so I don't so I only I'm still celebrating being me. And so I just realized that I've been out for 23 years. Like, that is amazing. Because yeah. I was in for 21. Yeah. Right? I was in the closet for 21 years. Yeah, I said that in response to you saying that you didn't come out until you were 38. I want to tie it into the fact that we are married. And I don't look at being gay necessarily as much of a a chore anymore because until i yeah. realized just now it's like oh my gosh i'm gay and i have this and i'm like well i've been out for more than half my life and this is really amazing and so like when i tie that into like our relationship and we've been together for 12 years and married for 10 it's, i feel like i'm sitting into it more comfortably now i feel well i think that there's also been a slight societal growth also because when was the last time you actually asked someone when they or how they came out like, well i haven't done it in a long time in a while i i purposely have made myself stop asking people that question because i don't want to bring attention to a time that was painful for them when i was in new york city living before i came out it was you know it was not your badge that's not a badge of honor but it was like your, their birthday right like you said and now I feel like because people do it so much or feel comfortable doing it, there's there's not that, you know, how did it go kind of a thing because, you know, it's, I think society is changing and expanding and growing, whether it's accepting marijuana into society or gay marriage or, you know, other parts. It's uh, interesting. I also think what's really, really cool is we are experiencing one of your best friends raise a gay teenager. Oh, and yes. his experience is unreal in a really great way. I mean, she just celebrated homecoming with her son who's 15, 14, 15. 14 or 15. No, he's, he's driving. So 15 and a half, maybe 16. Yeah. So she took her son to homecoming, chaperoned him to drop him off with his boyfriend and she actually sent us photos of when the boyfriend asked them to go to homecoming and vice versa. And when we were younger, that was just like, not even a, I mean, to, to do that and to have not even possible. major acceptance. I think my mother would have accepted it. However, she would have been extremely nervous about, you know, what this meant for me when I showed yes. up to the school yes. or to the party while you say, there is an evolution of change happening in a, in a great direction. It's people like Renee. So if you're listening to this, oh my gosh, thank you so much. She's a psychologist. Can she write the playbook on how to do this? You know, mm-hmm. and I know that a lot of things go into that with religion and what all, all that. But to accept your kid for who they are is truly amazing and remarkable and incredible. And I'm sure if you spoke to her, there was some nervousness around it because it's still different than what she and her husband are. Yeah. And there, and there's actually someone else um, who recently told us that their daughter was gay in Atlanta 
and she's like, I need your help. And I was like, you know, I've, I'm very honored that you asked. And, and I, I'm like, the only thing that I can say is just love your child for them doing whatever it is that they want to do, because there's so much empowerment in that to know that if you have someone by your side, no matter what it is, in my opinion, because I didn't experience that until we were at the gym, you and me 12 years ago. And you were like, I don't care if you are with me or not, you, I just want you to be happy. And I was like, literally blown out of the water. Like, what do you mean? How is that impossible? Like, I could not be with you and you just want me to be happy. Like, how is that impossible? And I nearly, like I said, fell out of my chair and was like, oh my God, that was so impactful to, to have someone on your side, no matter what is epic. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I definitely have to thank my mom for that type of mentality because while I wasn't out as a kid, she was very much the kind of person that you have to do what makes you happy. And she mm. was a she was really one of the main reasons I made the final decision to move to Los Angeles that got me in touch with Beachbody eventually to be where I am today. Because while I'm putting quarters in the dryer at the laundromat and I have this opportunity to go do something different and I have this really well-paying job and I'm arriving, she's like, but if you don't do it, you'll never know what happened. And so I really feel like I get that mentality from her. But with that said, even if you don't have children, because we're talking about children a lot, right. but you should think that way about yourself. Whether you're that. straight, gay, whatever. Whoever like, you are, yes. Like you are so important. And, but I always have this little caveat that I say because the world is full of terrible people. Not full of, but there are a lot of terrible people. If you're being kind and you're not trying to take away somebody's peace and you're not trying to oppress someone or you're not trying to like, control somebody if you wake up every day and you are living your life in a space that is allowing people to be who they are and it's allowing you to be who you are you should really really embrace yourself now you just mean as hell and you are hoping <laughs> the worst for people or you're trying to take away people's rights because you know i'm going to keep it very real there are a lot of people trying to take away basic human rights of people then no then you need you need some extra extra help but if you're like hey i'm living my life i'm happy i'm doing so many great things like you should really celebrate yourself in the same manner that you know we can celebrate that's who we are since coming out and being with my baby balls uh people will come up to me at events or whatever and say oh my god you're so amazing and i'm always like well thanks i mean i'm just being myself and there's so there's there's just a lot of fun in being you know 
from believing yourself. I have a question for you if you want to change segues. Hold the question. Yes. The only Teaser. thing I'm going to say is for people who are new to the podcast and have never heard Scott on here, my our nickname for each other is Bay Balls. And that's because we had the word balls to things that's exponentially amazing. So we say amaze balls or hunger balls. I'm hunger balls. That's mean like I'm exponentially hungry. So we call each other Bay Balls because people call each other baby in their relationship or babe. And we call each other Bay Balls because we're exponentially Bay Balls. It has nothing to do with the fact that we have balls. No. <laughs> and we do. <laughs> Two weeks. But it has nothing to do with that fact. <laughs> Good night. All right, your question. I hope you remember. Oh, did you want to? No, I'm done. Okay. So if you could tell your 12 years back self mm-hmm. a piece of advice that you know now, what would you tell 12 years ago you about before, as you're entering into a relationship with moi? Oh my God, like I'm gonna cry again. This is really, I'm not gonna say it's terrible. I have to change my mentality. They're like, this is so amazing. <laughs> I think that I would, so like, you know, we talk about love languages a mm-hmm. lot and I'm more of an action-oriented lover. You know, I like to create experiences and I like to do surprises. I don't necessarily like acts of service, but I like gifts and things like that. (laughs) But I think I would tell myself to not be afraid to be more vocal in my expression of my love for you. Oh, okay. I like that. I would tell my 12 years ago self to slow down and stop trying to control emotions or things because it's okay. You you know, it's like the world is not, you're not going to fall off the rocker. The wheels aren't going to come off. If someone has an emotion or that someone, you know, is not doing what's supposed to happen as far as my schedule was concerned, because I would say that would um, alleviate some of the stress that, we've had over the years because I was an unemotional person before I met him and he is the epitome of emotion. And so (laughs) when those two worlds meet, it was explosive, but it worked itself out and we figured each other out. But I would say my advice would be to, you know, slow down. You don't have, you don't have to control everything, especially when it comes to emotion. And I would say congratulations because maybe six years ago, if I started crying at the beginning of this podcast, he would have been like, don't cry, don't cry. And like, you don't say don't cry anymore because you allow me. I'm like, cry. Because I've learned that there's there's power in emotion. If you keep it inside, it's going to manifest itself in somewhere else that you may or may not want. It'll explode. I always use the example. So Mount St. Helens in May of 1980, I was 106 (laughs) at the time. But in Seattle, Washington in 1980, Mount St. Helens was a a mountain in Seattle or outside of Seattle that erupted out of the side of the mountain. It didn't go up. It went out. And I use that as an example of, you know, you think that the eruption will always go straight out the top or out your mouth or whatever. But (laughs) when it doesn't and you keep it inside, it's going to find itself way out another way and you can't control it. And it could turn into a really bad thing if you don't allow the emotion out. Yeah, That's what I'm trying to say. which will help me segue into, I think we can look at this as a game, but also as a really great way for us to self-reflect on how much we've added benefit to our relationship. But also the flip side of that, I think by playing this game, it helps us hold 
ourselves, meaning not each other, but our own selves accountable to where we sometimes maybe are at fault. Okay. And not to blame ourselves for that, but I think it just adds awareness. But before we get into this game, I did want to let you know that, like I said earlier, that we are starting wine night on Friday. Yes. And so I'm really excited. And uh, so I started in OnlyFans. It's not porn. Uh, <laughs> it's for wine night. And you go to OnlyFans and you just type in Sean T Live, S-H-A-U-N-T Live. And so you guys can check out our OnlyFans. On a scale of one to 10, how excited are you for wine night? I'm very excited for wine night. I'm very excited for, I don't post like our naked coffee stuff or Instagram and not because, I mean, obviously I care what haters say because there are other people on my platforms that really get motivation behind my freedom of expression. But, you know, I can do my hump days and my, my art, you know, naked coffee photos and other motivational stuff and other relationship intimacy stuff without dealing with the people who tell me that I'm committing a sin. So, so those are all the wonderful things that will be in the OnlyFans. Yeah, there. it's going to be fun. We're going to have things called Pillow Talk. Yes, I'm excited <laughs> for that. There's a schedule up. We're not doing it every week, On but you'll get content in between each Wine Night. On a scale of one to 10, how excited are you to start Wine Night again? I'm at a 10, like our anniversary. It is a 10. I'll say this. One thing that we have planned for Wine Night is... We, if we can tease a little bit, we are going to buy each other outfits for wine night. For wine night, that the other one has to wear, and it could be, it could be. It'll anything. showcase. We'll, we'll in the middle of wine night that one person will go change and come back or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited for that because who knows what this one is going to buy for me, but I just. It's not going to be, be anything fun. you won't see in a rated R movie, but and it won't be something you can see on HBO. Anyway, so the game I want to play yeah. is I talk about your struggle is always your strength or something you're really good at is. Like for me, I'll start your hindrance. Yes. Yeah, also your hindrance is also something that can take you to the depths of destruction as well. So I'm going to start. And then you go, and we're going to go back and forth for a little bit. And whatever conversation comes out of it is great. But what I want to do for you out there who may be listening is I just think that this has been a really great way for me to take ownership on things that I kind of wish I wouldn't have done. It helps me eliminate regrets that I may have. I don't have many regrets, but... I think because of this, like it helps me eliminate those regrets because I also want you to understand that the things that you go through and the person that you are and the strengths that you have are also your weaknesses. But if you really look at it the right way, you can really understand that if it is something that has been holding you back or it is a weakness, it's also a strength and that it's coming from a good place for the most part. And if you don't know it's coming from a good place, or you feel like some of the way you are is coming from a bad place, this is going to really help you understand how you can make it good. Are you ready? Yes. Bring it on. All right. I win. Oh, so sorry. your strength is your weakness, but your weakness is your strength. Mm -hmm. Okay. I trust and believe that my emotion, while it is my strength, can also be my weakness. And... I actually love the balance of it. So the reason why my strength is emotion is when I'm on stage or when I'm filming a workout or when I'm giving a podcast or if I'm doing anything with my kids, with you, 
my emotion is what drives me to create this incredible experience. And I'm not afraid of the emotion. And I love the feeling that I get by being able to exude the emotion. It helps me become like super authentic and honest and real, but it's also the weakness because if we get into an argument or if I'm really affected by a work conversation or something like that, my emotion takes me to the, there's a song and it goes, the gates of hell. <laughs> it takes me to the gates of hell, like my emotion. And I just want to throw in the towel. My emotions is what makes me super successful, but it's also that thing where in times can create the most painful moments of my life where I, mm. I've reached, you know, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. <laughs> I'm dating myself. Very dramatic. I know. Anyway, but it was your good. turn. I trust and believe that my strength of kindness can also be a massive weakness. The reason why is we had this conversation recently that um, as a kid, uh, I knew that there was something what I considered to be wrong with me. So, and then when people started teasing me about being gay, I was like, well, what can I do for people to be my friend? And I would just be super kind and super nice. Cause I'm like, if they like me before they know that I'm gay, maybe they'll forget about that and they'll just still want to be my friend. And so I would do all these nice things and be kind to everyone and put everyone in front of myself. And over time, that has manifest and morphed itself into I'm the nice guy. And unfortunately, sometimes when I'm thinking I'm being nice to my husband, it's not. And it comes across in a way where it's like, I didn't ask you to do that. I didn't want you to do that. And because you, you've done that, you have neglected me in a way because you're trying to help yourself through whatever it is, the mental state that you're in. And it's actually not helping him. It's helping me, which then impacts you negatively. So I trust and believe that my kindness uh, can be killing in a way. But also really great. Also really great. Um, so I trust and believe that my creativity moves mountains, but also creates very stifling experiences. And so the reason why I feel like it impacts our marriage is because I'm really creative in our marriage. I'm really creative in the bedroom. I'm really creative on vacations. I'm really creative at, you know, just doing things to make our lives really, 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 really fun. But when I get stuck in the creativity zone, when it comes to work, when it comes to just in the same, same realm, when it comes to intimacy, when it comes to us doing something, it's tenfold the other way. And I've learned to, like we were on vacation and I was like, oh, I want to have this like really like fun, intimate experience. And before I wouldn't have done it because I would be afraid that it would not be well received or whatever. But I ended up being saying to myself, if you're not going to use the creativity as a strength, then it's going to come out as a weakness because you're not going to express yourself. And so instead of holding myself back and not doing it. I was like, I'm just going to attempt to do this and create an experience for us. And it ended up being mind-blowing. It was a, a, a. Okay, your turn. <laughs> so I trust and believe that my consistency of being in a set schedule, I'm a pattern person. And so 
I trust and believe that my pattern skills, ability to stick to a pattern is positive and it is a negative because there are times when uh, it's helpful that I am keeping everyone on track, right? But there are other times where I fall so much into the blinders of I need to, so we need to stay in here that he's like, bay balls, like snap out of it. Like we don't, we don't have to be so focused on this. We can go and stay out a little late or we can have a sleepover, me and the boys on the couch instead of putting them to bed at eight o'clock every night, you know, (laughs) it's like, no, that's going to disrupt everything. We can't have a sleepover. And he's like, it's just a sleepover. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then they have the sleepover and everything's fine. So uh, yeah, I trust and believe that my ability to be in this schedule is helpful and a hindrance. I think what I'm going to say is going to make you feel really good. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Which I'm happy about, but I also have to like admit that it's somewhat of a shortcoming for me. So I trust and believe that my spontaneity is so damn good. Yes. But it's also a detriment to my daily success because kind of going off of what he said, I'm like, stop telling me that they need to take medicine at 315 and stop telling me that they need to put lip balm on before they go to bed. You know what we should do? Let's go to Bora Bora tomorrow. You should book some flights. I remember like Bora Bora, like do you realize that it's a Tuesday in the middle of October? But that's not what I'm saying. (laughs) So, and he's like, they need their medicine here or, or we need to, take out the trash at 315 or like, I have to fold this laundry or I'm the person that's like, come on, let's go. Like, it's fine. Like, you know, whatever, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Like we got to do this. And while it's fun and it keeps us on our toes and the spontaneity is cool. Sometimes it's like, damn, but I forgot like six things. And now I have to go to a drugstore where yeah. we get to our destination because I forgot my toothbrush and my toothpaste when he really wants to be like, okay, I want to like, I've left electric toothbrushes in in hotel rooms belts belts i'm like come on we gotta go ear ear airpods but it works when like my excitement and all stuff works if it's a situation where we're somewhere and we're gonna go do something i'm like hey drop everything let's go have brunch and a glass of wine or or some champagne and like it's it's fine like we go but when we're leaving the hotel and I'm like, come on, let's go. Like, we got to get out of here. Like, let's go. And I'm like so excited to leave. And he's like, he's, where are you? I'm doing a lap. 
I'm like already at the car. And he's like, you left your belt, you left your toothbrush, you left your toothpaste, your lotion, your bobby pins, like all everything. <laughs> he's like, so I'm, I'm walking out with like a, a handful of stuff. I'm like, babies. He's like, actually, babes. you left the child in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you let me take Sander to Portland when I was thinking oh, about that yeah. when I went to Portland. I don't know. I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about, I was saying to myself, I wonder what Alex is thinking because she had known us for so long. I'm like, Alex is our producer, which most of you know. And friend, obviously. I was like, I wonder what Alice is thinking. Like, she's like, I've known you for a long time, and now you have a baby inside of your shirt, and like we're eating dinner, and like it's all this like crazy stuff. Anyway, so my final one, final one. my final one is I trust and believe that my acts of service is an amazing thing, but also a massive hindrance to us because one of the things that we talked about last night is I have, I'm very focused on getting stuff done. My childhood memory, I always have pulled back these childhood memories because it's so impactful in how I think about things or how, where I'm at in my world. I remember being in third grade at Monroe Elementary with Miss Lewis in her class. School was, <laughs> was out at like 3.01 and at like 2.54, She's like, okay, everyone, we, we're just waiting for the bell to ring. And everyone was like having fun or whatever. And I'm like, focused. I have seven minutes to do my homework. And I am going to get that done. Because if I don't get it done then, or if I get it done now, then I don't have to worry about it later. So I would be like hurrying, doing math stuff in seven minutes. And no matter whether I got it done or not, I would still be like, I have two minutes to do this. Or I have three minutes to do this. And because of that... Or I can, if I have like five minutes, well, let me go fold the laundry or let me start another batch or let me wash some dishes, whatever. And all I'm so focused on the task and doing acts of service because while it's my love language, it's not necessarily his, well, it isn't his, but I feel like if I do things for him, that he will love me even more. And unfortunately, when I get wrapped up in that tornado of doing things, all these things, he's over here going, but what about me? Like, hello, I'm I'm here. You forgot about me. And like an hour later, I'm I'm like, I'm done. And he's like, okay, well, what did I just do for an hour? Like you were doing all these things to help yourself, help me. Uh, and it didn't help me. And so I'm like, oh, fuck. I had no idea. You know, we were talking about love languages. Some people don't believe in it necessarily. But I think we've both been really guilty of that. Like I... I think I said it earlier. I'm not at acts of service, but I'm like gifts. You are words of affirmation. Yeah. And I'm more about quality time. I'm like, why are you folding laundry when you could be laying next to me? Yeah. You know, so it's like this really interesting dynamic that you as the other spouse or the spouse have to understand what impacts someone in the best way. Because I think that it's not that I don't appreciate that you're doing the laundry, but you know, Des and Mackenzie are really good at it and they may have some leftover at the end of the day. So I'm saying, why are you folding clothes when we don't have to do that, you know, or- And I have six minutes where I don't, cause I hate to sit down and not do anything. I hate it. If I get somewhere early, I'm like, I wasted this three minutes that I didn't want you know, I could be doing something right now. And, and that's something you could be doing is with me. That's yes. what I say. Or yeah. to your point, I say, you know, you're like, let's go to Bora Bora. Like, I want to go to Bora Bora. And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, this is like going to be an incredible trip. When all you want me to do is tell you I love you. Mm. You know, like yeah. 
it's so it's so crazy how our brains feel that what we're doing is like incredibly impactful but to the other person you're like oh you know that's fine <laughs> that's that's True. fine that's, that's nice cute. but can that you just tell so, me i love you that was so your mom right there i know that was so your mom i'm so my mom but can you tell me you love me and give me a hug like yeah, that's what yeah, you want yeah. and for me i'm like can you just i don't need a hug necessarily can but, we just go have five minutes to ourselves or can we like go I don't even care what we do. Can we just like lay in the bed and like yeah. hang out? Yeah. Sometimes I think one of the things that I love most about you or my relationship with you or whatever that is, or maybe I'm asking this to a watcher or a listener. If you have a friend where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm like really, really good friends with this person, but you don't have to say anything and you can be in the room with them and you really enjoy your time with that person. Mm -hmm. They could be working, they could be doing whatever. And you're like, oh. I'm so happy to be here, my friend. That's how I knew I was really, really, really in love with you. Because I'm I'm just happy that you're in the same yes, room. We don't have to be space. We don't have to be necessarily talking or having some crazy conversation or even having drinks or dinner or anything. It's just having you like even if you're watching RuPaul's drag race with your headphones yeah. on, you know, <laughs> I don't care. I'm just so happy that yeah. you're there, yeah. you know. You feel good, by the way. Jeez. It's because I packed on some muscle. Yes. Give it, daddy. Yes. Oh, so let's talk about that. Oh. Okay. Really fast as our final little piece to this puzzle. So both of us have are going through physical transformations, yes. new fitness journeys that tie in with what we also love, which is my workouts and stuff. Mm -hmm. Not when I first started working out and lifting weights and, and building my body and building more muscle mass and density. It didn't mean much. But after like a, I think it was like three months, it was toward the end of June of 2022. I just remember I walked upstairs in the morning. We were still at your parents' house before we moved into our new house. Oh, God. And I walked, I'm sorry, <laughs> it was a lot. And I walked upstairs in the morning and I, always in my underwear. Y'all probably know I dance in my underwear. I take pictures in my underwear or whatever. But you, I was talking to you and you literally <laughs> were not looking at me in my face. And I finally, like I've, I've heard some of my friends like, yeah, I met this guy and all he was doing was looking at my boobs. Like it was so rude. And as a man, I've never experienced that, you know? And you were just like, it wasn't rude to me because you're my husband. I'm like, yeah, bitch, check me out. But it was just so funny. And then you, you couldn't help but to Giggle. Giggle and make an advance. Be smitten over my new physique. Now, and I'm the same way. You put on 15 pounds and I'm like, oh my God. And it's not even like I thought you were ever unattractive or I'm yeah. always, always been attractive. So I think I brought that up because I think reinvention of your personal self in a relationship is really important while holding on to who you truly are, if it is what you want to do. But I mean, let's just keep it real. How do you feel that's enhanced our intimacy, like our, the changing of our body? Because some people don't talk about this kind of stuff. Well, I would say that the evolution of you as a person over the course of uh, a relationship with someone else is important because, you know, there are going to be ebbs and flows and ups and downs and whatever. But if you are both uh, on the same goal of having an, um, an amazing relationship, there are going to be things that you change and you grow and whatever. So I feel like some people are like, and it doesn't matter what they think, but they're like, oh, well, he only likes me now because I put on 20 pounds of weight. And it's like, 
no, I booked you before this. Like you were booked, as Aisha Francis would say, you were booked at whatever this was and this is how, how I love you. This is an, an enhancement. It's a change, but I still love you if you're this person or this person or this person. So I want to make be clear with that. How do I like? I mean, I mean, we have definitely evolved and are moving into a new area for our bodies. And it has definitely changed our sex life, which is so funny because we were always like yeah, we, rabbits, we didn't if you dry, will. Like dry spells. Right. So I think it's interesting. It's fun. It's fascinating. I also think that it expands like the thing we did in Mexico where we kind of invited a little outfit into our our in our our stuff was I don't think we would have tried that years yeah. ago if we haven't evolved and you know we're doing new things and those new things are fun which then enhances the other stuff which then brings more closeness to so I would say I to answer your question I think that it's been amazing I think it's enhanced I think it's changed it's grown because if you well, I would be doing the same thing that we did 12 years ago because that's who I am. Like I stick to the pattern, I stick to whatever, and you come up with the creativity and give us spikes. And those spikes will then change our trajectory in a positive way. We don't go all the way here, we don't stay here, but we kind of grow in between. And I think it's, I think it's wonderful. Well, thank you for that. Uh, no, thank you for going on that journey because you had shoulder surgery. And I believe there was a fear like, What's going to happen? How are you? How's your body going to change? How are you? You know, what's your mental state going to be? And that shoulder surgery really kind of slowed life down. You had to stop. Your body kind of caught up with what was the healing of, you know, you were able to allow your whole body to like relax and change. And you realized that there's this new journey that you want to go on and you're growing and expanding and trying. And now you may do competitions and it's like, this is fun. Okay. This is totally different. And let's put our foot in the water and try that. And if it doesn't work, you know, we try this. Yeah. So I just think it's, it's fun, but that's what you're really good at. And that's one of the reasons why I absolutely love you is because you bring change into my like focused patterned life. That is the reason why I think that we work so well. And you bring boring patterns no, to your crazy you bring a pattern to my very out of control erratic, brain yes i'm way out of control yes anyway we could go on and on thank you guys for joining for our 10 year anniversary episode yeah that was fun if you want scott to be on more just let me know do you really you should just join but, our wine nights though just come to wine night because it's me with alcohol but <laughs> that's <laughs> i mean it is it is Liddy Litterton's. Oh my gosh, that is so ridiculous. It's true. It's it facts. True. It's fun. It's I consume more than others. Yes, definitely more than me. Well, thank you for coming on the show today. Right. Thank you guys for joining us here. I did want to say we have the Shantia Barrel. Together we rise. More important than that, I want to thank all of our sponsors. I want to thank our incredible producer, Alex Calario Armado. 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 <laughs> You yeah. want to thank me. Oh, for being here. Thank you. <laughs> I also want to thank the listeners, which is yes. most important. Please tell someone about Trust and Believe. And while you have a glass of wine, can you give us a five-star review? And make sure you drink the wine first because wine is the truth serum that you need to, to say how amazing our show is. And then have pour another glass and join us for wine night after dark. Yeah. This Friday. Go to OnlyFans. 
October 4th. October 14th. Oh, I thought you said 4th. I might have. That's how he's going to be after the, the fifth class. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I actually don't drink that much wine when we do have wine night after dark, but it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be a blast. Anyway, thank you all for joining the show and continue to trust and believe in who you are.